0: Log Talk Radio. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 600th and second edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. Get your daily reading from me and other writers over at beyondthe90.substack.com, as well as... Red Bull News Network covering the New York Red Bulls. But as always, this show is dedicated to the American game in our country. Come on in. The chat room is open to discuss amongst yourselves if you like. you have a question for me, I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. And ladies and gentlemen, this week, it is an Open Cup week across America. As we get ready... For the 2023 final of the U.S. Open Cup, along with that, this upcoming weekend is also, also, the second round of U.S. Open Cup qualifying. It is going to be exciting. It is going to be spectacular. It is going to be an amazing week as we get ready. To see who will be crowned as the champions, the national champions of American soccer. It is something that I cannot wait for. It is something you know you cannot wait for. And we are going to see the best player in the world right now on our television screens as the U.S. Open Cup Final will not only be on linear television, but streaming as well. And this, my friends, is the awesomeness of the Open Cup. We have ourselves a huge opportunity, and definitely it cannot, I repeat, cannot lost in all of this wonderful moment of the U.S. Open Cup on CBS Sports Network and Paramount Plus. Here are your broadcasters and studio hosts that will be live from DRV PNK Stadium in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Here is the studio for both CBS Sports Network and Paramount Plus, which will all start. At 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, the studio lineup will be Miss Kate Abdo, along with U.S. Soccer Hall of Famer Clint Dempsey, also morning footy show host and analyst Charlie Davies, and out of nowhere, I can't believe he actually made the trip from London, England, but he loves Lionel Messi. Big Meeks from the UEFA Champions League coverage from London on CBS Sports, Micah Richards. Your pitch side reporters will be also from Morning Footy on CBS Sports Galazzo Network, Nico Cantor and Susanna Collins. And the call for this one will be Andreas Cordero and Ray Hudson. And do not forget, former... American soccer referee Miss Christina Uncle will be our rules analyst for the broadcast. You can watch it once again. It will be an hour and a half pre-match at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, both on CBS Sports Network as well as Paramount Plus. The match will then begin at 8:30 p.m. Eastern time, 5:30 p.m. Pacific also on CBS Sports Network and Paramount+. Plus, But if you are a Lionel Messi lover, stalker, whatever have you, you can watch Lionel Messi, every single movement he makes, only on Paramount+, Plus. and then the post-match show, along with the medal ceremony and the trophy presentation, that will also be on CBS Sports Network and Paramount+. Plus. That is something exciting. And for those of you that are looking to follow this match on Spanish language television, it will be seen live on Telemundo. And at the same time, if you are not going to be watching it live on your televisions on Telemundo, you can watch it on NBC's Peacock app, As once again, on the call for Spanish language on Telemundo, it will be the Soccer Hall of Fame broadcaster and seven Emmy Award winner, seven-time Emmy Award winner, Andres Cantor, with former Chivas and Mexican national team player Manuel Sol and former Argentine football star Maxi Rodriguez will join the hosts for the pre-halftime and post-game coverage on site they will also be there at drv pnk stadium in fort lauderdale florida it will be amazing it will be tremendous they will also have on telemundo at eight o'clock eastern a live pregame coverage for 30 minutes that will also be led by the Emmy award-winning host Miguel Gurwitz, along with Emmy-nominated host Anna Yurka. The special edition pregame show will provide in-depth analysis, player insights, and, of course, discussing what will happen between Inter-Miami and the Houston Dynamo before, during, and after the match will be done. The Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup 2023 Championship Final We have never seen anything like this, period, with the big names and the big stars that are going to be involved. Now, let me just say really briefly, for the three years we've had ESPN broadcasting every match of every round that had both John Champion and Taylor Twelman, of course, with Devin Kerr, Tyler Terrence. Look, I give them, as always, my respect They did a fantastic job as well when ESPN was covering every single match of every single round, obviously. There's nothing wrong with honoring what they're doing. Of course, when U.S. soccer decided to sell their broadcasting rights for not just the U.S. men's national team and the women's national team, but it also included the Open Cup, well, CBS Sports decided to take a dive in. And when they did... It was unbelievable. It was fantastic. All I can tell you is that seeing this level of care on the Open Cup by CBS Sports, the hope for after what they're going to do here, the hope is for next year and the years beyond that CBS Sports Maybe Turner, even though they're still broadcasting the U.S. men's and women's national team games on TNT and TBS. The hope is both, or CBS Sports, can broadcast every match of every round because, for goodness sakes, this is what we need for this cup competition. Because this matters to all of us. It's no longer about can we beg for it. Can we plead for it? Can we ask nicely, can this be done? No more. Now it's a must. It is a must. The game is growing, ladies and gentlemen. The game is growing very quickly over here. And even though we have made bounds, leaps, and strides, there is always something holding this game back and that includes with the open cup because ladies and gentlemen you know as well as i do of the growth and until we continue on this way and it gets bigger bigger and bigger and better and better the us open cup will be the greatest tournament in this country it is not just what major league soccer does It is not just what the USL does in their respective leagues or NISA or MLS Next Pro or the UPSL. It's about everything. Everything is intertwined. And until everyone understands this and all the stupid nonsense of the soccer wars ends, we will not move forward. We will continue to have these squabbles. We will continue to have these arguments. We will continue to battle against each other for the wrong reasons. It is to make sure that the game is growing and that the game is healthy from start and hopefully to the finish where our national team will finally hoist that little golden trophy in about three years time because this is what we need to do this is what has to happen this is what we are all striving for acceptance not just from those from with from outside but even from some of those on the inside This is an important cup competition no matter what. Until that happens, until that happens, we must continue on to battle, continue to have our war of words, and to show everyone in the soccer community that the U.S. Open Cup truly does matter. I know you know, but there are still some that don't. We have to keep on going, and this is why we have those people covering the Open Cup for the Cup.us, myself and Carter Krishnare at Beyond the 90. This show, as once again, I will have on tomorrow night people who are a part of the amateur soccer scene who will be joining me to talk about their attempts to qualify for the 2024 U.S. Open Cup, which will continue on in the second round This upcoming weekend. It's going to be fun and exciting. You wait. It's going to be great. But now, ladies and gentlemen, there's another problem we have here. And that problem was also scheduled on Wednesday, September the 27th. A different tournament. Not so much a tournament. But a single game on the same date as the Open Cup Final. And that, my friends, sadly, is the Campeones Cup. As MLS champions, LAFC, will be taking on the overall champions of Liga MX, UNAL Tigres, for this silly, stupid, pathetic one-match-nothing to claim. Who's the better club? Who is truly number one? You know, once again, Don Garber will stop at nothing to continue to shove down our throats these pathetic, insignificant trophies. As MLS continues to battle with Liga MX. And once again, it hurts my head. Once again, ladies and gentlemen. On season pass this coming Wednesday, September the 27th. We are going to have. The Los Angeles FC taking on Tigris. Even though the match will be at 11 o'clock at night, the truth of the matter is this. It is a nothing worthless tournament. A nothing worthless tournament. You heard me right. It is a game that is nothing. What is really underneath that gold wrapping claiming to be a number one? Chocolate. Because it's fake and it's fraudulent and it is putrid. I am getting sick and tired of having Don Garber and the league mandating international games because he thinks he can do so. You see, there is a difference here when it comes to the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA. They can do whatever they want because in reality, even though there is a USA Hockey, even though there is a USA Baseball, even though there is a USA Basketball, and there is a, out of nowhere, a USA Football The matter is, those associations or those uh, federations, supposedly, that's strong, because they know that they're they're just there for the hell of it. They think they can claim that they are the governing body of their respective sports in their country, but in reality, they're not just like in some cases US Soccer is supposed to be the governing body of the sport here but US Soccer who they think they know what they're doing no they don't know what they're doing because when you make the when you are making sure that everything is going the way it proper it properly should be it doesn't They keep making decisions that are incorrect. They allow the commissioner of Major League Soccer or the president or the commissioner of the United Soccer Leagues to be a part of the board of governors or the board of directors of American soccer. And you have Don Garber in a meeting saying the Open Cup It's a sham and the Open Cup is not doing what it's supposed to do because MLS teams have to travel to venues that are not at the caliber of an MLS stadium and that is incorrect. That's not how it works. And so we have to sit here and we have to Basically watch a tournament final or a cup somewhat of a cup final with a league champion of that of defending their title victory of last year to take on a Mexican club team from their top division and battle each other for a one-off just to keep it up Just to keep it up of appearances of, well, look what we're doing here. America versus Mexico. Yeah, but that's not your call. This is what happens when people inside the U.S. Soccer Federation, as well as, let's be honest, Victor Montagliani, who is the president of CONCACAF, is allowed to be muscled out of these decisions and forced to make a decision because a league is telling you what you should do. A league is telling you how to dictate your business on an American soccer level and on a regional international level. That is not what Don Garber should be doing. If he wants to do so, well then he should either run for president of U.S. Soccer or president of CONCACAF. And that's it. Then he can do whatever he wants. As stupid as it is, he'll be allowed to do it whatever he wants. But unfortunately, everyone is being pushed around. So if the Federation is pushing or is being pushed around, I should say, by Don Garber... Then why is Cindy parlow Cohn president? Why? What's the point? What What is she going to do? What is she overseeing? Nothing. Because everything is going in the way of MLS. And don't get me wrong. I do support Major League Soccer. I want Major League Soccer... To be just as important as the United Soccer Leagues are in Championship League and League One and League Two. But when you are watching what is going on out there. And you are seeing. All of this crap that will never ever get fixed. We are all in trouble. Do you want to believe it or not? We are all in trouble. When you're watching as closely as I am, and no one wants to make those statements come true. But then again, I'm not ESPN. I'm not Fox Sports. I'm not CBS Sports. I'm not NBC Sports. I'm just a guy that has a show that just wants to talk because he feels like it. No, it's called I Give a Damn. You give a damn. I give a damn. I see what goes on in front of me. I want to praise the people that have done the jobs that they're supposed to be doing. I want to tell those that are not doing their jobs why they're wrong. But if we're going to continue with this sham and mockery, then what's the point? Now, I'm not saying you should stop supporting the game no matter what side of the argument you're on here. I'm not telling you not to follow MLS anymore. I'm not here to tell you not to follow the United Soccer Leagues anymore. I'm not here to tell you Not to follow NISA anymore. I'm not here to tell you. Stop following the UPSL. Or MLS Next Pro. No. I am telling you. It's tough sledding. You'd like to think the adults are in the room. But they're not. At the same time. Keep shouting. But don't lower yourself to that level. Because. Right now, it's gotten worse than wherever it has been. The vitriol is absolutely the worst. Now, I'm frustrated. I am very frustrated. Without a doubt, I am frustrated with how certain things have been going on with not just the salary cap but the single entity – of the continued fighting. USL having their own pro-rel. And not inviting anybody else. That's outside of the USL system. And. Even if they did achieve. That that feat. That still would never have saved. The. Eventual death. Of San Diego Loyal. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. That would not have saved them. And now look at what Club Daily on out of Florida is being going through right now. Granted, maybe they've done it to themselves, which I don't want to say it, but it looks like all the evidence coming in front of us, they've done it to themselves financially. Maybe they shouldn't have ventured into the professional level, and maybe they should have stayed as an amateur club until they were sure that they had the necessary financial means to be a professional side and to take on the heavy amount of rent they had to pay. This is why I keep saying this to all of you is more than just pro ProRel that will fix this issue because it's not enough. Saying it and doing it is two separate things, but to do it and then losing those clubs financially, that's also the third thing right there. And as great as it is to have all these wonderful people on Football Americas, on ESPN FC, on uh, the Two Robbies, um, you know Morning Footy, Box to Box, the Attacking Third Show or through CBS Sports Network and the Galazzo Network. Just saying it is not enough. What plans do you have to make sure? that it will work to perfection, and that we don't get any problems coming up. Because right now, even though we have a death in Rochester, FC, New, Rochester New York FC, slash the Rhinos, and it looks like Club De on is next on the chopping block, I don't want that to happen, but it looks like it's going to be going towards it. San Diego Loyal also getting to be on the chopping block, no fault of their own. But unfortunately, because of San Diego FC coming into MLS in about a year or two, all their resources have now evaporated because, ooh, here's a brand new expansion team. Ooh, they're playing at Snapdragon Stadium. Ooh, we're going to put all our money into them. The Loyal were there first. So they were loyal to their fans, and they were loyal to themselves, and they were loyal to this community. But then the community became unloyal to them. So this is why the Open Cup matters, folks. This is the only bastion of making sure a lower-level league side takes on the time, the Goliath. And to give them a run for their money and last all the way to the final match. That's what we have here. That's what's in front of us. And that's what's going to make everything go very well. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Trust me going to be a lot of fun unfortunately no guests tonight ladies and gentlemen but let me just say this let us now preview this open cup final first let's go to the houston dynamo they started off in the fourth round in the 2023 open cup with a 1-0 victory over sporting kansas city that was thor Ulferson who got the game-winning goal and unfortunately of course They had a man sent off Houston, but they won anyway and they moved on to the fifth round. Then they hosted Minnesota United FC and they blitzed them for nil. It was Corey Baird that got the hat trick along with a penalty in front of that hat trick to move them on into the quarterfinal. And they traveled to take on the Chicago fire over in Bridgewater at SeatGeek stadium and it would be a 4-1 victory by the Dynamo as uh, Eliu Ibrahim scores two goals, and one of them was the game winner. But then a big one in the semifinals as they hosted Real Salt Lake. It was 1-1 through regulation. Got into extra time. The match winner from Adalberto Tarasquia. It was his game-winning goal at the, towards the end of the first half of extra time with a game-winning goal. Then, of course, the whole dust-up, ascending off, putting Salt Lake down to 10 men, it didn't matter. Third goal came in, and Houston Dynamo advancing for the second time to the Open Cup Final. As for the first time, they will be on the road in Miami to attempt an upset against their opponents. Enter Miami. Now, before Lionel Messi even thought about coming to MLS, there was the Miami Derby, Derby against Miami FC of USL Championship. And what a match that was. Nothing going on until late It was 1-1 through regulation, even though there was an own goal by Inter-Miami, but they were able to equalize late to make it 1-1, pushing it into extra time. Then they would have each side scoring a goal. It was 2-1 Inter and then 2-2 for Miami FC to get that equalizer. But it goes into the penalty kick shootout, and for Miami FC, a big bad miss puts Inter-Miami into the next round, winning the third round, 5-3 on penalty kicks, but 2-2, 1-1 through regulation, 2-2 after extra time, but they would advance on penalty kicks. Then they would head on back home to take on the Charleston Battery, and for the Battery, they helped out Inter-Miami by converting a goal into their own net, and it would be Inter-Miami getting help from their opponents to advance to the fifth round and win it one goal to nil. Fifth round, they hosted Nashville SC, and it was the start of the Nicholas Stefanelli craze as he would get the game-winning goal in Miami-led 1-0. Alex Mowiel leveled it at one, but then it was Stefanelli that came in big time to get that match winner and advanced on the road to take on the Birmingham Legion in the quarterfinals at Progressive Stadium. Now, once again, that match in the quarterfinals, that that looked like a handball in the first half against Miami. Birmingham Legion should have had a penalty. The referee did not call it. He called it for a corner, even though, No VAR in the quarterfinals. But that definitely looked like a penalty to me. At least Birmingham Legion deserved a penalty kick opportunity. It did not happen. Stefanelli once again in the second half. In the middle of the second half comes up big. Scores the match winner. Birmingham tried to level the score. Could not. And even though they ended that match on the wrong side of the ledger. Birmingham Legion still has nothing to be ashamed about on the run they had in the 2023 U.S. Open Cup run. Period. Nothing to be ashamed about. They did their best. Unfortunately, they fell short not by their own doing. That's for sure. And from the third round all the way to the quarterfinals – As we've said, no Lionel Messi until he came to MLS. And he played in the semifinal matchup on the road at FC Cincinnati at TQL Stadium, down two goals to nil in regulation. And then all of a sudden, it's the magic of Messi that pulls them back even. Two big crosses, one free kick cross, and then in second half stoppage time, another beautiful cross from the far side. Both go into the net off the head of Leo Campana to make it 2-2. And then we go into extra time. And then it was Josef Martinez to make it 3-2 in the first half of extra time. Yuya Kubo. Levels it at 3-3 in the second half of extra time. And then we go to the penalty kick shootout. Both sides are making their penalties through the first four rounds. And then that last round, Cincinnati. Big save by Drake Callender. And then Inter-Miami by Ben Kramashi. Converts that final penalty to put Inter-Miami for the first time ever in the U.S. Open Cup Final. So at this match ended 2-2 two, two in regulation, 3-3 three, three after extra time, but on penalty kicks, Miami 5, Cincinnati 4. And they're off. To the 2023 US Open Cup final which will be played at DRV PNK Stadium. Once again, you can watch it live English language CBS Sports Network on your televisions, Paramount Plus app or their website streaming Spanish language through from NBC through Telemundo linear or peacock app or website this my friends, is going to be something special. This, my friends, is going to be something that is we'll never ever see like this ever again is that this will continue on after Messi is no longer playing his football here in MLS, because once again, this should not be a fad, this should be permanent, this should be a part of our daily lives, no matter what. I can't wait to see what CBS Sports will do here. They've done very well so far in their semifinal coverage. Same thing with Telemundo. But now it's time. It's time for the championship final of American soccer. The national championship of American soccer, professional and amateur. And the hope... That I am, I, I would love to see them do. Once again, broadcasting every single match of every single round, and I'll even go as far as the final round of qualifying for the 2024 Open Cup. I think that should be next. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll 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 have it for you, and it'll be ready to go. But the truth is, it's really the hope that we can get this to happen and really make the Open Cup super, super special. That's what it should be. That's what I want it to be, and that's what I know all of you want it to be. So once again, CBS Sports Network, Paramount+, Plus, NBC's Telemundo, Peacock. The choice is yours which broadcast you want to follow but do yourself a favor and DVR both and see what they've done to make to make you put a smile on your face because this is the excitement that you want to make all of this happen and now ladies and gentlemen it is time to get into the New York Red Bulls as They had a 1-1 draw at home, and then they exploded by defeating D.C. United at Audi Field in our nation's capital once again. You know, when you watch that midweek match against Austin FC, I mean, for 43 minutes, they pinned Austin FC into their own end. They barely got over the uh, the midfield stripe. Yes, they got a goal. Yes, it was deflected in at the last moment by the defender, Rigoni, who put it into his own net, even though Dante von Zier, I still think he deserves that goal. And uh, they made it into an own goal, but uh, that's the breaks, unfortunately. And then once again, they fell asleep on a set piece, and it was Sebastian Druisi who heads it in, 1-1 in the 44th minute, and then they just couldn't get that second goal to take the lead and take the full three points. Plus, insult to injury, Dante Von Zier had a back injury when he got challenged, and he uh, was flipped over and landed hard on his back. It was the lumbar spine that was bruised, but he is done for the rest of the year, unfortunately. So five matches remaining, and you could tell that there was a lot of frustration by the Red Bulls. Carlos Coronel, Sean Nealis, John Tolkien, uh, even uh, interim head coach Troy Lesane. You can tell he was upset. You can tell that he was not happy. You can tell that he was frustrated because they dominated that entire first half until the back end of it. Until the 44th minute where they fell asleep once again on set pieces from the corners, and they let that ball go in, and once again, nothing. Nothing happened, and it was all over. Then they head down to our nation's capital against D.C. United where you're thinking, are we going to get more of the same, or are we going to have something different? Now, first things first. For those of you that braved the weather down in our nation's capital, I'm glad you guys are okay. I'm glad you guys are safe. Thank goodness you're able to get back on your buses and head back home. And thankfully, no lightning. Now, now, what a match this was for the New York Red Bulls. They knew they screwed up they knew, can't feel sorry for yourselves anymore. They knew they had to make amends for what happened against Austin because that should have been a three-point win. That should not have been a draw. And even though they got two great goals by Omir Fernandez, one was on a fantastic volley, the second was off a penalty, DC United fought they were going to run the table after Christian Benteke got his hat-trick, but it wasn't enough because Cameron Harper found a way to sneak in past his defender, and on that corner from the far side, converted. I think Barlow did take a touch of it, but it went right to Harper, and he just taps it in, 3-3, three, three, six goals, three in the piece. What the hell is going on here? They woke up, ladies and gentlemen. The Red Bulls woke up. And then, again, to the start of the second half, D.C. had nothing. All game in the entire second half had nothing. And the Red Bulls found a way to not only retake the lead before the hour mark on a great header, by Sean Nealus from the far corner by John Tolkien, they were active. They were strong. They were determined not to drop points again. Until you get the second half stoppage time, and then here comes Tolkien. Gets a great pass from Lukinyas. He tries, the DC defender tries to knock him off of his feet, stays on his feet, Found a way in a tight space to Chip Bono. And it's 5-3 Red Bulls in second half stoppage time. And the game is over. DC's not coming back. DC gets swept. 1-0 loss in the Open Cup. Fourth round. 1-0 loss against the Red Bulls in August. And now a 5-3 victory on the road. In our nation's capital at Audi Field. And the New York Red Bulls are just two points behind D.C., three points behind the 8th and ninth place teams in the Eastern Conference. They have a game in hand on New York City FC. A game in hand. They have three matches remaining this coming weekend at home against Chicago. The following week, a Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati back home against Toronto FC, who is in dead last, the October international break, and then they got to travel to Nashville, Tennessee to try and steal the full three points, depending on what is going to happen with the rest of the table near that playoff line. I thought they were dead in the water. They still could be dead in the water. We'll never know. But if they show some life here in these remaining four matches, then you know what? Then, once again, they will be the luckiest club in the Eastern Conference of Major League Soccer. Because the truth is, they look like they were dead and buried. Where was this type of performance throughout the year? Simply nowhere. You can't feel sorry for yourselves anymore. You got to go out there and you got to take what's in front of you and you really got to push it, push it and go after it. And then you got to seize that moment. And that's what they're doing right now. But once again, it's not going to be easy. Chicago will come in fighting and scrapping. Cincinnati is damn good. I don't know if they'll be resting anybody. We'll see what happens there. Toronto has got awful. That's three points automatically. Take them for granted. Don't take them lightly. Take them on and take them out. And then you go to Nashville. You have to hope they're going to rest some players. Because you know as well as they know. They got to get the full three points there. But it depends. And it also depends on what happens with the rest of the teams that are in front of them. So let's see what goes on. But right now. This, my friends, is what the Red Bulls are going to do. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, my guests will be for Open Cup Amateur Qualifying second round preview. At the moment, we will have on Mr. Ira Jersey from Real Central, New Jersey. Uh, We'll have Mr. Michael Josh Guidry from Daggers Central, Texas. Mr. Armin Munivar from Rebels SC and Ludwig Sanchez from Provo AC. Hoping to have on Mr. Uh, someone from Wasloka, Chicago, but uh, we'll find out until then. Hopefully we'll get somebody uh, for that on uh, tomorrow night. But once again, it should be a lot of fun. And it should be exciting. It's going to be fantastic. And of course, this coming Friday, 2023 Open Cup Finals Review Show with Football Miami TV's Peter Brown and from Bayou's Soccer City, Derek Stowers. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care so long and have a good night. Bye bye for now. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care so long and bye bye for now.